Welcome to the Unrest Podcast. I'm Madeline Green. And I'm Caitlin Stansel. If you haven't done so, go ahead and hit subscribe so you get the latest episode right at your fingertips as soon as it posts. We would love to have you over here listening to the Unrest Podcast every week. So of course, and we are on all social media platforms. And this week, we have a special real life haunt that we found on TikTok. We have a TikTok and I try to post there as much as I can, but it's like a full-time job. I'm not sure how these influencers do it because I struggle making a video like once a month. (laughs) It is their full-time job. That's how they do it. They don't do anything else. And honestly, like I think back in the day, like when I first started in news, like social media, it was still like kind of fresh. Like people didn't really know what to do with it yet. And like I started posting like videos on Facebook. I remember of like stories I was working on and it getting like some attention. And now it's like that's all people do is post videos of them like talking about anything and everything. It doesn't matter if anyone cares. They just talk about it. (laughs) Exactly. It's so interesting. And what I find interesting is there's so many different categories. And so it's been really neat doing this podcast it's easy to find a bunch of people who are interested in the same kind of spooky things. And that's how I found quite a few people that I've asked to be on the podcast because, you know, it it just kind of groups everybody with the same interests together. And we love that. We love this little community who likes all the spooky stuff. So we think you're really going to like this episode. This comes from her TikTok name is True Story Lori. And She was a trip to talk to. She has a lot of experiences from when she was a little girl. And one part I really love about her story is later in life, her mom sort of helped justify an experience that she had when she was a little girl. And you're going to love to hear that part. That was like one of the fun parts for me to listen to. Um, But then her daughter also has experiences and likes to tell everyone that she has lived a life before. So take a listen. I'm a mom of three. I grew up on Long Island and we moved out to Pennsylvania about almost about five and a half years ago. Um, I've been married for 21 years and um, I have always seen things ever since I was little. It actually started with the man with the black hat. So I always say I grew up in a haunted house. There were all kinds of weird things that happened in my house growing up. So like I knew everybody was, there was always stuff happening. I didn't think anything of it. But this particular um, man in the black hat and the black clothes, I thought he was the Sandman because my mom always said, when you go to sleep, the Sandman's going to come and put sleep in your eyes. So every night when I went to sleep, I would see this man with a black hat and a black clothes walk halfway in my room and then he would leave. And I just remember that always every night as a child. And I would sleep with my blanket up by my eyes. And um, I remember one, the only time I saw him other than my room was I was sleeping in my parents' room one night and I tried waking up my dad because I saw him standing in the doorway, but he didn't come into the room. Um, And that happened, you know, all through my childhood. And then one day when I was a teenager, my mom was doing the dishes 
and I said something about somehow it came up and I was talking about it and she she like froze and she turned around and she goes I thought you made that up and I was like no I didn't make that up that really happened and she was like what and then uh, fast forward just till just a few years ago my dad called me all like frazzled he said he was watching some ghost show and uh they it was all about how people all over the world see this figure with a black hat and black clothes and they see him in the night and and he's like that's the man that you used to see it's it's a phenomenon where people around the whole world see this (laughs) and i was like you're kidding i thought that was just in our house like i would ask our neighbors like do you see the guy with the black hat and they were like no (laughs) Um, but what made me realize how real that was, was um, when my son was three years old, we actually moved back into my parents' house temporarily in between our first and second house. And the very first night that we were there, we were eating dinner. We had my neighbor's daughter was over. We're all at the dining room table eating dinner. And my son gets up and he he's done. He's going to play. He comes running back to the table and he says, Mommy, there's a man in the hall with a hat. And we're like, what? So we all go running to the hallway. Right outside my bedroom when my bedroom door in the hallway, where the bedroom that I had when I was growing up, he said the man was standing right there. And then he was pointing up to the ceiling. And he's saying, maybe he went up there, Mommy, because we have that, the pull downstairs for the attic. And he was like, just put, he's looking, where did he go? Where did he go? Maybe he went up there. And and um, we lived there for a while, but he never saw it again. And no, my, my daughter never saw it um, while we lived in that house. And, you know, other things didn't start happening until we were in the next house. I didn't think he was going to hurt me, but I, I felt like it was creepy. I, I remember always being afraid. So I wasn't, I wasn't like... I wasn't happy to see him (laughs) and I was always afraid I was going to see him. So I always would sleep like with my covers over, but I, I always saw him always. And it was so bizarre. The, the first, I think what made me bring it up to my mom when I was a teenager was the first time I saw something that I could, I could relate to it and, and say that's what he looked like mm-hmm. was on Poltergeist 2. There's that creepy guy that's like sing, always singing that sing song thing. And he's got that weird old timey outfit on. When I saw him, I was like, that's like the guy that used to come in my room at night. How freaky is that? I mean, my, my neighborhood was built. Um, it was like an old dairy farm. Um, but none of my neighbors, and we're we're very good friends with our neighbors still, and none of them had ever had any experiences in their houses. It was just our house. And then when we moved into our when we moved into our second house, and my little one started saying things, I thought that that it followed us. But it was still, you know, things were still happening at my parents' house. It, it used to use um, my sister and I's voices. Uh, my parents would hear us clear as day come home and be talking but we weren't there we weren't home and they both hear it um cabinets opening and closing the front door opening and closing and people walking up and down the stairs my mom would be doing um like doing the bills at her desk and and hear something behind her and books and vhs cassette tapes movies would come flying off the shelves and land standing up in the middle of the room and she just would yell at them to stop and go away <laughs> And uh, my dad always talks about an experience that he he's had multiple, but this one really was 
crazy. He, um, he was sleeping. He was in bed one night and he said the corner of his bed by his, to the left of his feet went down all the way. Like somebody just sat on the corner of the bed and then stood up slowly and went back up. Dad is 75 years old. He sleeps with the door open because he's afraid. He goes, I don't care. When that thing's in here, there's nothing holding me back from running through that doorway. <laughs> I tried like Googling some things. But so where I grew up was a very famous psychiatric center, huge psychiatric center on Long Island. And it's been closed down since the 90s now. Um, but a lot of crazy things happens there. So I don't know if it's connected to the town or if it goes further back to when it was like farmland. I really don't know. My, my youngest, my Juliana, who is the most connected to the other, other worlds that has told us things that we just could not even believe, but she was conceived and I had her while I lived at my parents' house. And then she came, when she was three months old, we moved into our second house. Our first week there, we were still unpacking and things like that. And somebody, we kept hearing knocking on the front door. Um, and we would, I was constantly going to the front door. The first few times I was like, is there like kids playing around like in the neighborhood, like, like, like ring and run, but they're knocking on my door. Didn't see anybody. And it, it kept happening for a few days. And then one day my husband came home from work and he heard, the knocking and he went to the door and I said nobody's there and he's like what are you talking about I was like you'll see <laughs> and nobody he's like nobody's there I was like I know it's been happening for days and um every time we we did work on the house we bought the house from um the, the older the elderly people that built it mm -hmm. had passed away but it was their original house um so we as we were updating it whatever it happened to be that we were working on, there would be an issue. Like they didn't like that we were changing something. Like when we changed all the hardware on the doors, um, every day the door um, handles would just jiggle. You just hear them jiggling. Like somebody was shaking them. Like, I don't like these. I don't like these doorknobs. My, my youngest, um, as soon as she could talk, so she was... And she she was speech delay, but as soon as she could communicate, she started the very first time it happened, I was downstairs and she was upstairs for her nap and she was about two years old. And she started screaming this guttural panic, this, just this scream that I thought she was in instant pain. Like she fell out of the bed, like out of the crib or she got her arm stuck or something in the crib. And um, it was just this shrieking scream. So I went running upstairs and she's standing up in the crib pointing and screaming, a guy, a guy in my room. And I turned around thinking I was going to be faced with some guy standing there and I didn't see anybody. And she just insisted that he was standing there in her closet. There's a guy in my room. There's a guy in my closet. And um, I have an a very, very old cell phone, horrible video. Um, I have to actually somehow be able to like save that video of me recording her afterwards telling us there's a guy in my room. So she would say that for years that, and, um, she kept seeing the guy in her room. She would, she would tell us other things constantly, weird things that then connected to the reincarnation story she told us later on 
like things that never made sense until later on. Like she would, she would just at that house when she first was starting to be able to talk, she kept asking us every time she looked out a window, she kept asking if that was her parents' house that she would see, like, like the neighbors next door or behind us. And every time we went to anybody's house, she would look out the windows and she would say, is that my parents' house? And I was like, this kid. And by the time she was like three or four, I'm like, how is she not understanding that we are her parents? (laughs) (laughs) So she kept doing that. And um, when we moved into our third house, we're on our fourth house now, but when we moved into our third house, the first week we were there is when she saw the little boy sitting at the kitchen table and I was cooking dinner and she said, "Um, mommy, is the boy staying for dinner? And she was three. And and I said, what boy? And and she like really um, nervously looked to her right and pointed and she said, that boy. And I was like, um okay (laughs) and uh so we thought that was weird but a few months later we had a super bowl party at my house and one of the moms she's like a clairvoyant she always would tell us things that she would see over the years but i had never said anything to anybody about juliana seeing the little boy and um she the mom one of the moms that mom she called me the next day after the super bowl party and she said i didn't want to make you nervous last night i just wanted to let you know he's friendly but i see a little boy in your kitchen so that was when i was like well there's no way juliana didn't see something like they're seeing the exact same thing and our dog would never walk that way into the kitchen there was um a way to go through the kitchen past the kitchen table to go out to the deck out in the backyard and my dog would never pass that way she always went all the way around the other side of the house to go outside I didn't connect it until she actually came out and said something she started at oh gosh two years old too every single night she just wouldn't go to sleep and I just kept saying she's just like nocturnal this kid is nocturnal she will not go to sleep she would be up until 11, 12 o'clock at night. And when I was trying to get her to force her to go to sleep, she would yell at me that she's met, she needs to be singing on the stage. I'm like, this kid is two years old. Where, what stage is she singing? What is she talking about? <laughs> so she insisted. And that was nightly. That was for years. So when she was four, she um, one day we're sitting on the couch and she just she got real. She seemed nervous. Like she just she snuggled into me and she said, Mommy, I have to tell you something. And she was like afraid to tell me. And I thought she did something wrong. Um, And I was like, what? You could tell me what's the matter. And she said, I used to have a different daddy. And he was my papa. And I was like, you had a different daddy? Who? And she said, my papa Hank. And Hmm. and I'm like, really? Who's this? Who's Papa Hank? And she said, I used to sing with him on the stage. And I was like, well, that makes sense because she's been this kid has been saying that she's been singing on the stage. So I'm I'm like, Hank, who is this Hank? Just and she says, "Um, so I used to sing with him. I said, do you remember your mommy? And where where was the last time you saw him? And she said she was driving. The last thing she remembers is she was driving in a car. And then I was her mommy. So we were trying to, we, you know, I wish I had, and I wonder if I did write down everything, but so we were asking her questions and my husband wasn't home at the time and I'm recording her and asking her questions. And then I'm looking up Hank and Hank singing. And, um, I'm not a big country. I love country music. Now this was in 2000, like 2014. 
and I liked um, like Garth Brooks, you know, but we're from Long Island. It's not a big country singing area. Like I just didn't know Hank Williams. He wasn't someone that ever crossed my mind. I didn't know he was like the most famous country singer. I had no idea. So I was Googling Hank and singing. And there was this Hank and Susie singing. Um, there's this Hank and Susie. They're almost like a cover band for Hank Williams. They sing Hank Williams songs and dressed up. And so I showed her them and and that wasn't it. And then my husband was like, we were trying to talk to her and ask her questions and stuff. And then one day I put a Hank Williams song on in in my kitchen and I called her downstairs and as she came down the stairs and came to the kitchen, her face turned white and she like slumped like like her belly, like just like she was just like um like drained. And she goes, That's my papa singing. And she like couldn't even like get the words that that's my papa singing. I was like, Oh the goosebumps, I still I oh my gosh. I like I was like, there's just how can a four year old make that up? It was bizarre. So we started, we had, I put it on Facebook. We had friends researching. (laughs) Everybody was so invested in this story. And they were like, oh my gosh. So do you think maybe like they were looking into Hank Williams kids and stuff. So I pulled up a picture of Hank Williams and um, I don't know if it was his wife or what. It's an old picture. And he has Hank Williams um, Jr., sitting on his lap in this picture and it's a baby he's a baby and and she looks at she at four years old there's no way that she would be able to differentiate age and who goes with who and what you're called she didn't even know to call us our her parents (laughs) (laughs) she she looked at that picture and she said that baby is my brother and that was hank williams jr was the baby and i was just like blown away and i'm like but but where's who else what other kid was there so then with all the research all our friends were doing and sending to us and all this stuff they were they were saying they're like he had so many children that were from like out of wedlock that weren't like public children it wasn't publicized like they didn't do that back then like it wasn't like oh like um you know, a celebrity with different, different children with different women, or it just wasn't known. Like it was more like, this is your family. So they were like, most likely because there's no other daughter other than the ones that lived until recently, there wasn't one that passed away that was public, that it could have been, it could have been someone, a different, um, you know, somebody from a different relationship. It could have been uh, somebody from that was, he had taken on a child of another girlfriend, which is what we had kind of narrowed it down to. That was not his actual daughter, but like a daughter to him. But it made sense because so when she said she was driving in the car and the next thing she knew she was with me, But she said that her daddy had, her Papa Hank had died and she had to go live with her neighbors. And that's when that clicked to me. She had to go live with her neighbors when her dad died. And so while she was living in her neighbor's house, she was looking outside and seeing her parents' house. And that was the only thing that could possibly make sense of for why her entire life she was asking me every time she looks at a window, out a window, if that was her parents' house. 
I think because there already were times that were um, um, verified, I, I guess you would say. Like, I saw the man with the black hat, and then my son saw him in the same hallway without anybody ever telling him about such thing. You know, like, I felt like that was, like, um, justified. That, like, that okay. How could it not be real if we both see the exact same thing in the same place without knowing? Like, he didn't know. And and then when my daughter said she saw the um, the, the boy sitting at the kitchen table and then the, the woman says that she she saw the same thing without knowing Juliana saw it. Um, I just, I felt like every, things that she was saying as far as for years... Every night she was telling me she needed to be on the stage. She was meant to be singing on the stage. And then her parents, where, so, you know, looking at her parents' house, these were all things that, that all of a sudden, because of what she was telling us, made sense. It was like a piece of the puzzle got put together. So she is 11, and she remembers those things, but she doesn't see anything new. Once we moved into our fourth house, when we moved here, she... We were here, for, she was six, and we were here for a little while, and one day she said to us, there's no ghosts in this house. <laughs> there's finally no ghosts. I wish I could have gotten more information, but she, no, just that she used to sing with him all the time. She said she met Elvis. She, that was one of the big, um, things on my my tiktok though that people were arguing in the comments saying that um elvis didn't get famous until after hank williams died or something like that but that doesn't mean that they didn't know each other and there we did find photos of them together and that they they did know each other they were friends so that was one thing that people were saying she got wrong and i was like i don't i don't think so and, you know, just that she was, she just was always into singing. She always had her little guitar with her ever, ever since she was a baby. She always was making up songs and singing. And I posted a couple of videos of her playing her guitar when she was like three years old. And um, she always had like a little country twang. <laughs> and, and um, people were people um, that our guitarists, I said, I guess would say they, they messaged me and asked if she had had any guitar playing lessons. And I said, no, she didn't. And they said the strum of her fingers is completely natural as if she does know how to play guitar. And she, um, she plays piano. She plays songs. She's never, she had lessons when she was like five years old, but not after that. And she just, she'll play, like she plays somewhere over the rainbow beautifully. Um, she teaches herself and she's always, she's still, you know, she just teaches herself up there playing her guitar. Um, but she doesn't, she doesn't remember her mom. She didn't remember too much. And she always, and she didn't call her Hank, her dad. She calls him her Papa Hank. Papa. Hmm. And which is, which was confusing my kids and everybody because she, my dad, she calls my dad, my dad, Papa. That's her grandfather. It's call my dad, Papa. So they were like, why should that, was, was that her grandfather or was that her dad? And I don't know, maybe it was her grandfather. No, it couldn't have been grandfather because the, uh, it's just like, it's not too far away in generation. Like we don't really know, but, but from, from the fact that she knew that that was him singing, 
that she said Hank Williams Jr. when she looked at that picture and she said, that's my brother. I didn't tell her who those people were in the picture. I just said, do you know any of these people in this picture? And she said, yes, that baby is my baby brother. It was just amazing. And a lot of things happened at that house. My kids kept getting hurt. I have all these stories of like, she would, she would come to, um, she would come to us and say that she sees people in her room. She had fallen out of bed one night so hard. She, she broke her collarbone. I took her, took her to the hospital. She, she had a sling and everything. She had a sling on her arm and then she fell, she was sitting on the coffee table and tipped over the side of the coffee table and couldn't catch herself because her arm was in a sling and she cut her head. So we had to go back to the hospital and get, and she had to get glue, glue on a little spot. Um, she had gotten another injury with holding the puppy and she got pulled and she, she fell and she had to actually get staples in her head that time. And after that, she spent an entire night. She did not go to sleep the entire night. And she was telling us all these ghosts that she was seeing to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. And I thought she had a, a, a traumatic brain injury or something. And I took her to the hospital. She hit her head a couple of days ago. She had to get staples and I'm, and she's seeing things. And I think she's, I'm afraid that she has concussion or something. And they were, there was nothing wrong with her. She's still very, I don't know. She just has that spark in her. She, she always wants to be like out there. She wants to be on a stage. She was, she was like, do they need to interview me? She would love to hop on TV and tell her story. <laughs> yeah. She's funny. I mean, I told you that story was going to be a trip, right? Like it just really takes you on a journey. <laughs> well, the best is like, I have heard other people's reincarnation stories, like as, as children. And it's like, Oh, like such and such died in the twenties, like in a hotel fire or something. But like, I mean, come on, you're it's never like a superstar, like <laughs> not even a superstar. superstar. It's a superstar's like love child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting to hear like all the little details. And like Lori says, you know, it was stuff that like, where else would she have gotten that from? It was like really vague things that a child her age probably shouldn't know or like wouldn't know so it's kind of eerie I guess right and I think that's what makes this type of thing interesting especially like I said with other children that share this same thing because there are many children out there and what they say is like you know once they get a little older they start forgetting those memories and the ones that I've seen I mean like they're legit like why would some kid know about New York in the twenties in this hotel, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's stuff that you're like, okay, my kid has never heard of this. <laughs> like this is so vague and out of nowhere. Like where would they have come up with this? <laughs> what a great story. And I mean, a great guest for sure. Well, if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, find us on TikTok. You can on TikTok, you can message us there. I feel like I said it weird. <laughs> on TikTok. Find us on TikTok. You can message us there. Or guess what? You can just email us directly at the unrestpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we're still doing a giveaway on Instagram. We're trying to get to a thousand followers and we are very close. Once we get there, we'll be giving away a $25 gift card as well as some spooky Unrest podcast stickers. So go enter that giveaway. And until next time, Unrest, unrest in, in peace. peace.